Welcome to this LinkedIn Live radio show version with author Bob Berg. You know, it's been nearly a decade since the Go-Giver original publication. Since then, the term Go-Giver has become shorthand for a defining set of values embraced by hundreds of thousands of people around the world. Bob's a sought-after speaker at company leadership conferences. He's shared the platform with everyone from today's business leaders and broadcast personalities to a former U.S. president. It's an honor to have Bob Berg here on our LinkedIn Live platform. Welcome, Bob. It's good to have you. Thank you, Rick. Great to uh, speak with you again. Always enjoy our conversations. So, so let's hit it off right. What is the main idea, you know, the central theme of all the years of your work and writing of the books and speaking? What's the central theme? Uh, I guess the the really the underlying premise of The Go-Giver and the, and the series is that shifting your focus, and this is really the key, shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a, a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's actually the most financially profitable uh, way as well. And not for some magical, mystical, woo-woo type of reasons. It really makes logical, practical sense. When you're that person, whether you're talking about a salesperson or a, or a leader, when you're that person who can move your focus off of yourself and place it on helping others, bringing value to them, um, making their life better, more fulfilling, helping with their challenges. When you do that, people feel good about you. People want to get to know you. They want to follow you. Uh, they allow themselves to be led and influenced by you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be in relationship with you. So, Bob, what you just described sounds <clears throat> so logical and common sense. Why do you think the go-giver, and I have the the first book that kind of started this all off. Why do you think this concept has resonated? If it's sort of like, duh, that's, that's, that makes sense to do it that way. Well, because it's not how most people have been taught. Right. Uh, you know, we, from the time, you know, with, with most people, it's a member of up, it's a matter of upbringing, environment, schooling, news media, television shows, movies, you know, the, the world around us gives us a very negative, you know, not a mixed message, a negative message, a message about business, about abundance, about prosperity, about money. And, you know, if you watch most movies or TV shows, what do you see? The, the nice people are poor and struggling, but happy. Right? <laughs> and then they're being taken advantage of, put down, pushed around, stepped on, step over by who? The evil rich people who are nasty and mean and cowardly and have no soul. Now, we know that's not the way it generally is. Now, it's a big world. There's lots of people out there, and some of them do things we wouldn't want them to do. Um, but by and large, and especially to the degree that we operate in a free market-based system, and free market simply mean, meaning no one is forced to do business with you, um, to the degree that we operate in that context, the only way, the only way you can be successful, including financially successful, is to bring immense value to the lives of others. Because remember, and I, you know, I say this when I speak at sales conferences, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to me. 
right? They're not going to buy from you. Because you need the money. Or, and if you're an employee with a company, they're not going to hire you and keep you and continue to pay you a salary because you have a mortgage payment. And if you're a leader, no one's going to follow you willingly and to the best of their ability if you're not focused on bringing value to them. But this isn't the, the message we get. Right. And and so because of this, it really is, is something where people I think that's one reason why the, the go giver took off as quick as it did. Our first our early adapters or adopters, I guess, were the um, already very mm. successful leaders, already very successful people who said, you know, who wrote to us and said, this is what I've been trying to tell people for years. This is how I did it. And people haven't believed me. Right. And because remember, there's, no, there's nothing in the book, any of the books that John and I made up. I mean, these success principles have been around since time immemorial. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what it is. So to the degree that that people are open to doing things in a way that's actually more congruent with their values, that's the degree people will take to it. So as you can see, Bob Berg is our guest here on the platform. And, you know, one of the the, the go giver is a book series now. Right. And yeah. one of them specifically is written uh, for a leader. And the people that I work with are business owners and CEOs of companies. And so uh, I think it's really interesting because I I believe the main premise in that book is as a leader, it's not about you. It's sure. about the people. Can, can you expand a little bit on that book and that concept? Yeah, you know, great leadership is never about the leader. Never is. Uh, great leadership is always about those people you lead, those people whose lives you are choosing to touch, those people who you're going to develop into leaders. Uh, you know, one of my favorite books, which was many people's favorite books, was uh, was um, uh, Good to Great by Jim mm -hmm. Collins, and I. I always loved the differentiated differentiator between level four leaders and level five leaders, which were really the top. And it wasn't in talent because they were both just as talented. But with level four leaders, it was them. It was about them. They wanted the headlines. Uh, they took the credit. You know, they a level five leader, that's different. A level five leader places the interest of those on their team ahead of themselves. They don't care who gets the credit. In fact, they'd rather give the credit away and accept responsibility when that happens. Mm. And yet, those are the people who are most respected, most loved, most, most prosperous, and end up really getting the credit. So, Bob, in, in your years of teaching and speaking and helping people to get this mentality, is, is, do you encounter that a misconception maybe that people think, geez, go-givers or pushovers or, you know, easy to take advantage of? And, and when you hear that from people, how do you respond to that? Well, you know, I think, I think because of the title and the way people generally think and the message we get from the world around us, they think about, you know, if they haven't read the book, they see the go-giver is just giving yourself away, right? right. Uh, in, in sales or entrepreneurship, it would be not making a profit. You're a go-giver. Absolutely not. Go-givers tend to be at the higher end of the price continuum because a go-giver sells on high value, not low price. They understand that when you sell on low price, you're a commodity. When you sell on high value, you're a resource. 
and your goal is to be a trusted resource. Um, someone might think, well, go give her, like you said, is a, a, you know, a pushover. No, a go giver has to say no a lot more than they say yes, because a go giver tends to be very, very successful. And the more successful you are, the more you have people asking you to do things and you simply can't do everything for everyone. Uh, uh, and and be as productive and 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 so forth as you as you should be. So a go giver has to say no an awful lot, but they say no in a way that honors the other person, that helps that person feel genuinely good about themselves, about you, and about the the situation. I, I guess the way to encapsulate it is uh, encapsulate it is is this: There's nothing about being a go giver that is congruent with being a doormat or or a martyr or self-sacrificial <laughs> in any way absolutely not it's simply that all things being equal people will do business with and allow themselves to be led by those people they know like and trust common theme powerful too i love it and um, to think that this 120 some page book has launched the global movement is <laughs> is the power of being an author for those of you that think i have a book in me um, this is another example of how powerful your concepts can be if you take the time and your discipline well, about being a co-author. You know, yeah, it, it's also when you have a great co-author like John David Mann, who's a wonderful, magnificent writer and storyteller, because those are parables. Right. Uh, three of the four books in the series are parables. I'm a how-to guy, right? I'm step, <laughs> four, step two, step three, right? No, there's not boring. Um, but You're practical. Uh, You're very yeah, practical. Right, exactly. Uh, John's brilliant, though, and so he can take, you know, phrase and just, wow, make it work magic. So one of the concepts that I'd like you to share with the leaders that are listening and viewing us is this idea of the law of influence. Can, can you expand on that principle? Sure. Well, the law of influence itself is that your, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interest first. Uh, again, not in a self-sacrificial way, but let's, let's, discuss it and then bring it full circle. Uh, what is influence really? You know, if we define the term on a very, very basic level, we can define influence as simply the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action, uh, usually within the context of a specific goal. By, by definition, mm -hmm. that's influence. Now, that's the definition, but it, it's not its substance or its essence. The essence of influence is pull. Pull as opposed to push, as in how far can you push a rope? And we know the answer is not, not very, at least not very fast or very effectively. So, and that's why great influencers don't, don't push. Uh, you don't hear people saying, wow, that Tom or that Jennifer, she is so influential. She has a lot of push with people. No, mm -hmm. she's influential. She has a lot of pull with people because that's what influence is. So um, influence is an attraction. Great influencers attract people first to themselves and only then to their ideas. Now, we can ask, how do they do that? And I think a great influencer, what we call it in, in, in The Go-Giver Influencer, the last book in the series, what we call a genuine influencer, I think really understands on a... On a, a, a intellectual level, but also on a heart level, what I believe was Dale Carnegie's underlying premise in his classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And this is where he wrote, ultimately, people do things for their 
reasons, not our reasons. So the genuine influencer asks themselves questions in order to make sure they're focused correctly, which is outwardly. We should be inwardly, inwardly motivated, but outwardly focused. So questions such as, how does what I'm asking this person to do, how does it align with their goals? How does it align with their wants, their needs, their desires? How does what I'm asking this other person to do, how does it align with their values? What problems of, of theirs am I helping them to solve? How am I helping them attain what they want? How am I helping them to come closer to happiness through their, their actions? And, you know, when we ask ourselves these questions thoughtfully, intelligently, uh, genuinely, authentically, not as a way to manipulate another human being into doing our will, but as a way <laughs> of building everyone in the process. Now we've come a lot closer to earning that person's commitment as opposed to trying to depend on some type of compliance, which is push. Now we want to have to pull. And you know, the difference between compliance and commitment, I think my friend Dondi Skumachi, she's a, a fantastic speaker and practitioner on, on leadership, speaks to some of the biggest companies in the world. And what she says is when it comes to leadership and influence, compliance will never take you where commitment can go. Hmm. I can see why your message has resonated at leadership conferences and also with sales at sales conferences, because in both ways, those those leaders and those sales professionals need to get people to see the world in somewhat the same way they do and convince them to do something uh, because they really want to, because it's in their best interest. So I can see why your message sure. is so strong. Thank you. So how did you come up with the term go giver? Well, I, I, years and years ago, I had a book out and it was for entrepreneurs and salespeople. It was called Endless Referrals. And the mm -hmm. subtitle was Network Your Everyday Contacts into Sales. It, it came out in the mid 90s. It's since been updated, revised a, a couple of times. But uh, the basic, you know, it was really about how salespeople and entrepreneurs who had a great product or service, they they were proud of it. They knew it brought great value to those they serve, but they didn't feel comfortable going out and creating the connections and the relationships that would result in direct business and referrals. So it was a step-by-step, -step, it was a system for doing so, creating those know, like, and trust relationships. Uh, and I personally, I define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles, the key being predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired results of B, then you know all you need to do is A and continue to do A and continue to do A, and you get the desired results of B. But it was a how-to book. And I always thought, you know, I'd always read parables. I love to read all kinds of books. And, and business parables are, are fantastic because they're, they're short, they're succinct, <laughs> they're, they're, you're right, you can read it on an on a airplane or, you know, just a, in an afternoon. And, and I think stories connect on a level, on a heart-to-heart -heart level yes. that a how-to book just can't do. And I always thought, what, wouldn't it be great to take the basic premise, which I knew applied not only to salespeople, but to leaders and to all, you know, all sorts of people. And we could take that message, the know, like, and trust, and put it into a, a parable. And I just said, you know, I asked myself, what is the, the, the essence of a person who's able to very quickly and sustainably create those know, like, and trust relationships? And the answer is they're, they're givers. 
They're always, their focus is on giving value to others. So coming up with the title and, you know, uh, the initial thoughts, that was, that was actually fairly easy to go giver, you know, uh, but John, you know, when I asked John to be the co-author and lead writer, uh, he was the only one I asked. He was the only one I, I wanted involved in this project. And, uh, you know, and like I said, he's the guy who really made it sing. You know? It's great to find a partner that you can not only create one memorable, but a series of yeah. memorable, right? That's, yeah. that's very challenging. So what... What's the inspiration for this, for your life's work, Bob? I mean, wh what is it that gets you up in the morning and keeps you going after, you know, so many years of doing this? Well, I mean, it's a message I really believe in. And so, you know, I, I, I never get tired of the message itself. Um, I'm also very much into an aspect of the message that, that, that really manifested in the, the, the most recent book, The Go-Giver Influencer, and that is the topic of in, influence and uh, persuasion, because, you know, which is really nothing more than people skills. It's understanding that, you know, you can get to a certain level of success through, you know, hard work and talent and, you know, so forth. And, and those are very, very important. You need those. Um, but it will only take you to a certain level. I, I always loved uh, Marshall Goldsmith's book, uh, What Got You Here mm -hmm. Won't Get You There. I love the title and I also right. love the book, but I loved his premise that, you know, there's times, you know, that you can get to a certain point doing certain things. But to get to that next level, you've got to have that something extra. Uh, and in fact, there's often times in which we get to a certain point thinking that the things we did got us there when really it was in spite <laughs> that got us there and the and generally it's people skills which is the weakest link uh in a person's career path so i'm really such a big believer in that one of one of my books called it's uh called adversaries and do allies is the how-to aspect of the go-giver influencer um and that's really something that i you know, I, I really have committed my life to. And really, in a sense, I'm just carrying on my dad's legacy there because to me, he was the greatest when it came to people skills. Mm -hmm. uh, and just because he had such a, he, with him, it was just a very natural, genuine caring about the other person, right? And, but for most of us, we have to develop that. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's something that I really enjoy. That's great that you had a role model like that early in your life that influenced yeah. your whole career. Now, mm -hmm. how powerful is that? And that's yeah. a, I think that's a message for those out there that are mentoring younger folks in the workplace. Um, the impact that you can have on those individuals can um, outlive your, your, your legacy can outlive you, as I guess how I'd want to say that. I know that you're a big fan of mentoring as well, Bob. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you, when you, you find a good mentor can really cut your learning curve time by, by years. And it doesn't have to be one mentor, you know, you can, right. you know, genuine, generally speaking, so long as you approach it the correct way, you can, um, you can really obtain counsel and guidance from different people who you admire. Um, and in, in such a way that they're happy to, to help you to work with you. And that's what I do, what I do, which are these CEO roundtables yeah. and mastermind groups that we build here at Renaissance Executive mm -hmm. Forums, because 
you can learn a lot from people that are just like you doing just what you're doing and they can really be inspiring. So yeah. if someone would like to learn more about Bob Berg and all that you do, where would you say they go, sir? You know, the, the easiest uh, place to find me is Berg, B-U-R-G dot com. And there are a lot of resources there, a lot of videos, as well as the uh, links to the chap first chapter of my books that they can go through and see if they enjoy what they read at that point. Um, different resources and, and they can, and you were nice enough to put uh, crawling across the screen here. They can find me on uh, LinkedIn. I'm pretty much Bob Berg everywhere you go. That's, that makes it easy. And I'm really excited for your upcoming uh, keynote speech to the global community of Renaissance Executive Forums, the group of CEOs and business owners around the world. Oh, I think you. that's going to be very inspiring as well. So thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks for being a friend of the program and, a, and always a great guest here on the program. I've enjoyed this conversation and look forward to speaking with you in the future, my friend. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. 